Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Super excited to spend a bit of time with you today to talk about how to hold yourself accountable. That is one of the biggest things holding people back from creating success and progress in their lives that they just don't hold themselves accountable. They set goals, they have great intentions, they continue to not follow through, then what? How do we change it? And there are a lot of different ways to approach this. And today I wanted to play off of what seems to be an increasingly popular idea, and that is the idea of masterminds. I'm not taking this from the standpoint of, well, if you're not holding yourself accountable, join a group and have somebody else hold you accountable, because I don't think that is the strategy or the approach. But I actually think what we are able to do is take a lot of the success principles from masterminds and use them with ourselves. Most of you guys know that I am part of a business mastermind, and recently I had a get-together with a few girls who are also part of business masterminds, and collectively we were talking about where is it meeting our needs, where is it not meeting our needs, and how can we work together to have those needs met, right? And the conversation went along the route of, well, what makes this work? What makes it not work? And as we started talking about what makes a mastermind work and what makes a mastermind not work as well, I realized increasingly that we can apply these principles to and with ourselves. Or if you so choose, you and your sister, you and your spouse, you and a coworker, you and a friend. But certainly do not count yourself out if you don't have somebody you want to do this with or you prefer to go it alone. The principles that make a mastermind a powerful tool for growth can be applied today to and with yourself. So as a follow-up to my conversation with a few of my girlfriends in business, I read the book Meet and Grow Rich by Joe Vitale and Bill Hibbler. And you've probably heard of the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This is sort of a play on that, but it's all about masterminds and historical masterminds, what makes them work, what makes them not work. And after I read it once through for myself, from the standpoint of maximizing value from the masterminds I am in, I read it a second time, taking notes from the perspective of what can we put into practice in our own lives, either for ourselves, by ourselves, or in a small group of you and one other person, whether that is your spouse, your sibling, a coworker, a friend. 
and I will link to the book in the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 602. Speaking of episode 602, before we dive into today's content, I want to remind you that we have a giveaway going on right now, actually a few epic giveaways to celebrate our 600th episode. So if you have not yet listened to episode 600, do go back and give it a listen because I explain in there what we're giving away when we're drawing the winners May 25th, for those of you that are curious on our Saturday show, and what we're giving away, how you can enter, all of that stuff, episode 600. So definitely take a listen. Somebody is going to win a free entrance into the summer 12 weeks to transformation, along with free access to breaking barriers. Uh, lots of good stuff. Signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes. Somebody else is going to win gift cards to Thrive Market, to Fabletics, a pair of classy glasses. After recording, uh, Sarah, when we recorded episode 600, we finished, she said, well, what if you, what if I added one of my hand-painted signs into the giveaway? And I was like, absolutely. So that's been added to the mix. And a third prize, including a bundle of my personal favorite supplements. So definitely listen to episode 600 for all the details. All you have to do is share on either Facebook or Instagram your favorite episode of the Primal Potential podcast and or one of the primary lessons you've learned from the Primal Potential podcast. Now, some people are just using a hashtag. Hashtags are great, but that's not how you enter to win these prizes. On Instagram, you have to actually tag, which means use at Elizabeth Benton. And on Facebook, same thing, but different tag, at Primal Potential is going to populate the uh, Primal Potential Facebook page. So for all of you guys who are using the hashtag Primal Potential Podcast, I love it, but don't confuse a hashtag with tagging the Facebook group in those posts if you want to be eligible to win those prizes. Again, end of the month is when we will be announcing our winners, and I'm really, really excited about it. So today we're talking about holding yourself accountable to your goals, to your strategy for the day, to promises you make to yourself. And this is something we all can use improving, for sure. There's not anybody who couldn't take their accountability to the next level. And so what we're looking at today are some basic principles of what makes masterminds work, because not all masterminds work. Sometimes they're just really expensive networking groups or sometimes they're just a way to get together and chat about your problems or a social hour. But when a mastermind is really, really effective, it can be game-changing and we can apply these to our own lives right now. It begins with, if you are taking notes, you're going to want to write this down. Start with, what do you want to gain? You must do this even if you are having a little solo powwow, just you and yourself. What is it that you want to gain? The most successful masterminds out there have a singular focus. So it's not just a collective group of an assortment of business owners looking to make business better. A singular focus. So apply that to your life. Granted, you probably have a lot of priorities, but for accountability, 
for where you want to really move the needle. It doesn't mean you quit your job. It doesn't mean you're no longer a mom. But for where you want to increase your accountability, what is your singular focus? Maybe it's eating better. Maybe it's paying down debt. Maybe it is taking better care of your home, your physical space. What is your singular focus? I tell my 12-week to transformation clients all the time, you get out of this what you put into it. So it is certainly possible to listen to the podcast kind of passively and take it in, accumulate knowledge, but that is different from putting it into action, asking and answering the questions. I want you to use this as a workshop, which means press pause or write down all the questions as I go through and then go back and actually answer them because you're not going to get much out of this if you don't do that, but you can really move the needle if you do the work. What do you want to gain? What is your singular focus? In a mastermind group, coming before the group, and again, you can do this all by yourself in written form, talking to yourself, holding a meeting with yourself. I put calendar appointments for me, me with me, all the time. Whether it is to meditate or to write out my affirmations or to work out. So don't think you need other people to do this because you don't. But in that mastermind setting, what you're trying to get people to do is say before the group, this is where I'm going. This is my objective. This is my singular focus, my highest priority. And then this is what I can do to help me. And this is what you can do to help me. Or these are the questions that I have. Go through that process, just you with yourself. Or if you choose to recruit your spouse or a friend or a sibling, that's fine too. Do not allow yourself to go off into tangents. A mastermind would be wildly ineffective if somebody went up there and said, you know, I'm really looking to take my business from six figures to seven figures this year, and uh, I've got to hire a team, and, you know, I'm trying to build this new product out, and I'd like to lose 30 pounds. My relationship with my mom needs some work, and I'm trying to quit smoking. The people in the room would not have clarity on how they can help, and the individual at the front of the room wouldn't have clarity either. So for the purpose of a mastermind, you're not going to go up there and like spill every area of your life that is open and active. And the same thing is true when you're doing this with yourself. It's a singular focus. This is my priority. And as you do this with yourself, by yourself, or maybe with one other person in your life, There's certainly no reason if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I've got three or four friends I'd like to do this with. That's great too. What can I do to help me? What can you do to help me? I use this every single day within the 12 Weeks to Transformation. If somebody emails me with a struggle or a challenge or we're on our live coaching call and they have a struggle or a challenge, I very regularly redirect with, okay, First, what can you do to help you? And second, what can I do to help you? Ultimately, we're always trying to build this skill of learning to be a better problem solver for ourselves by ourselves. 
right? Not that value isn't there from others, but it starts with me. It starts with you. Which leads me to my next success principle that make good masterminds work. And that is people ask for help. And you might first be thinking, well, how do I do that if I'm doing this by myself? Uh, you ask yourself to help yourself. Seriously. It goes back to that question. What can I do to help me? A mastermind is not going to be effective if everybody says, yeah, this is what I'm working on. And then they never ask for help because I can figure it out. I probably know what you're going to say anyway. I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. Masterminds would have no value if people didn't ask for help. Even if they could find the answer on their own, maybe they find a better answer when they recruit the input of others. Masterminds are less effective when people don't ask for help, and your life is less effective when you don't ask for help. Even if you are going through this process with your own, by yourself, right, on your own, you can still ask others for help. I think about the episode that I did back in January about how to make sure chaos doesn't turn into crisis. I didn't have a mastermind group of my family and friends, but I said, hey, it's book launch week and I'm closing on a house and I'm moving out of my tiny house into the new house. My boyfriend's moving in with me. Can you bring me dinner on this day? Mom, would you be able and willing to make this phone call that I've been putting off, but it really needs to be done and it's just one thing I could move off my plate? So you can ask people for help even if you don't have a coaching relationship or a masterminding relationship with them. I challenge myself every week, who can I ask for help? And sometimes in a professional setting, that might be Sarah, right? Like, can you take this on for me? In fact, just last week, it was with my car registration. I have been putting this off. It needs to get done. This is something somebody else can help me with. Would you be willing to help? I do this with my boyfriend. Hey, This week, I have a webinar on this night. Can you take care of dinner this night? And can you make sure that we're talking meat and veggies so that he doesn't bring home sushi thinking he's being healthy? And I'm like, dude, I'm not, I don't want rice, you know? So being clear and specific in your ask. Somehow this came up with kids. Oh, I know what it was. It was on our live coaching call the other night within the 12 Weeks to Transformation. Somebody was talking about how One of their big rocks is getting to bed by 10 p.m., but in the summer, her kids stay up later, and sometimes the house just goes to disarray between when she goes to bed and when the kids go to bed. And I said, hey, look, this is where you ask for help. You say, kids, I'm totally okay with you staying up after I've gone to bed, but here's the way it needs to work. The house needs to be in the same condition when I wake up as when I went to bed, and if it's not then you lose the privilege and you don't have to go to sleep, but you're going to your rooms when I go to bed. Granted, every family dynamic is different, but the point is ask for help and never overlook that the most powerful person to ask, how can I help you, is yourself. If you are in a funk, if you feel unmotivated, how can I help myself here? If you aren't happy with how your body looks, if you aren't happy with your financial situation, how can I help me? Build a practice of asking and answering that question and taking action on your response. Now, part of this asking for help component in a mastermind group ensures that people aren't just complaining. Because there's a big difference between 
asking for help and complaining. We're not talking about, oh my gosh, I'm totally overwhelmed. There's no time. I have so much on my plate. That's not asking for help. And we don't need a 20-minute bit of context on the problem to get to the request for help. I remind my 12 Weeks to Transformation clients of this all the time because they'll email me a question for help or maybe they'll post it in our forum or they'll come on our, our live coaching call and I'll say, I want you to understand that you do not need to lead with the problem to get to the solution. You don't need to preface your request for help with the backstory of the problem. Sometimes we do that just to satisfy our own ego. Well, let me explain why it's a problem. You don't need to. In a mastermind group, that's a terrible waste of time. Get straight to the request. What do I need? Not why I need it, everything I've tried before. That's just not a good use of other people's time. And newsflash, it's not a good use of your time either. Masterminds are really dysfunctional when people are complaining and using the group exclusively for emotional support and taking more than they're giving. The same is true in your own life. You will be ineffective when you lead with complaints, when you lead with problems, when you take more than you give, and you're looking more for emotional support than you are to create change in your life. Now, in a mastermind group, there's a lot of support, and there is room for emotion, but the focus is creating change, moving towards the solution. Masterminds are most effective when people are motivated, goal-oriented, and have great attitudes. So what about you? In your own life, you're going to have way more success when you are motivated, when you are goal-oriented, and you have a great attitude. How can you live that out today? How can you show up that way today? Masterminds are more effective when people ask questions more than they give advice. And this is something both in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, but also in our free Primal Potential Facebook community, which is growing every day and such a beautiful place. I'll link to it over in the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 602. But oftentimes people will ask for advice or they will state a problem. And if they state a problem, I always reframe it to, well, what is the solution you're looking for here? Because we're not here to complain. We're creative, energetic problem solvers. But also in the way that people respond. Lean away from giving advice and lean towards asking questions. The way I explain this to my clients in the 12 Weeks to Transformation is, I'm not here to give you answers. I do not want you to be dependent on me for an answer. Instead, I want to give you the tools so that you know how to create and find answers for yourself. I want to help you be a better thinker. I want to cultivate you becoming a better problem solver, and you can do that with yourself. Instead of turning to other people for advice, ask better questions. One great tool for this is chasing cupcakes. The whole theme of the book is asking yourself better questions so that you come up with great answers, so that you become a better thinker. Another uh, cornerstone of a great mastermind that we can use with ourselves is being confrontational without being emotional. In a mastermind, we don't want to allow people to accept excuses and settle. 
We want to hold them to higher standards. We want to help them raise the bar. And we need to do that to be successful without being emotional. Being confrontational, direct, without being emotional. And we can do this with ourselves. There is way too much emotion for so many people being loaded into things like food choices, things like patterns of behavior. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I am so disappointed. I got an email just today that concluded with, I didn't even want to send this. I'm embarrassed and ashamed. Let's be confrontational without being emotional with others and with ourselves. This is the standard I set. I haven't been doing my part. The solution is this, and I'm taking action now, which is completely different and infinitely more effective than what the heck is wrong with me? I'm a loser. I'm never going to get this. Why do I even try? With yourself, you can hold yourself to a high standard. You can raise the bar. You can be confrontational without being emotional. Another tenet of a great mastermind that we can implement in our journeys with ourselves is stating what you will do by your next check-in. If you're checking in with yourself every day, which is one thing that I do, but I also do kind of weekly reviews, and then within a mastermind, it might be once a month, declare what you will achieve or accomplish by your next check-in. And there is absolutely no right or wrong, uh, should I be checking in with myself every day, every week? What works for you? The right answer is what works for you. If you don't know what works for you, start trying different things. The identity journal that we use in the 12 Weeks to Transformation does both an end-of-day check-in and an end-of-week check-in. But again, it's not about the right way and the wrong way. There are infinite numbers of ways. The only right way for you is the way that works, and the only way to find what works for you is through practice, your own practice, not my practice. So when I set my intention for the day, I'm getting clear on what I'm going to do before my next check-in, end of day. When I set goals for the week, I'm getting clear on what I'm going to do by the end of the week. And then at the end of the week, I'm saying, okay, did I do it? And then I go back to that previous principle, which is being confrontational, holding myself to a standard without being emotional. Remember, episode 570, drama is draining. Within a mastermind, as I stated at the start, like you have to be really clear on where you're going, right? So you need to have a target. This is my singular focus. But one of the things that I really love as a, as a component of a mastermind, and this came up in the conversation I had with those few girlfriends last week, a business goal and a personal goal. So maybe for you, you're not a business owner. Maybe it's a professional goal. Maybe it's a financial goal. So maybe you do financial and health. Maybe you do... Uh, you know, business and personal. Now, how does that compete with having a singular focus? In any given week, you're really only focused on moving the needle of one thing. You're still cleaning your kitchen. You're still dropping your kids off at school. You're still maintaining your budget, but your singular focus is X, Y, Z. Like for me in business, my singular focus is content that helps people. My singular focus, whether I'm talking about the daily coaching audios inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation or I'm talking about a podcast or I'm talking about a VIP email, my singular focus is content that helps people. That doesn't mean that I don't, 
you know, do administrative stuff, like send files to my accountant. I do. I do. But my focus, my priority, what I am measuring myself against is content that helps people. So some ways that I measure that, like on a, on a daily basis, what is the most important piece of content I'm going to create today that helps people? And maybe on the weekly basis, I'm looking at how many pieces of content did I put out and then how do I know that it worked? Do I feel like I missed the mark? Where did I fall short? Where am I looking at it going, uh, that didn't really help people? You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean it's all I do because certainly when I share a picture of the fact that Rumi knocked over my smoothie, that's not content that helps people, but my focus is content that helps people. So if all I did was share pictures of Rumi and asparagus growing in the garden, I would be failing, right? But every day, am I putting forth content that helps people? There's an activity in the book, and I want to wrap up with it. I am, I am going to read this, and anytime, um, anytime I share something from a book, like I'm never going to, you know, uh, give away the the 12 most powerful things in a book or something like that because I really want to respect uh, the author's effort. And I would encourage you, if you are curious about masterminds with yourself or with somebody else, like please, please, please buy the book. The book is called Meet and Grow Rich. Uh, it is by, let's see here. I just had that open. I switched to another page. Uh, Vital and Hibbert or something like that. Hold on. I will tell you right now. It is in my hand. Joe Vital, Bill Hibbler. Uh, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Primalpotential.com forward slash 602. So if you like this idea, definitely buy the book. But I want to read this little part uh, from towards the end of the book. This is an exercise I actually want you to do. So maybe it makes sense to listen through once, then grab your journal and listen through again, pausing to answer the questions for yourself. Sound good? And again, if you like this, definitely buy the book. I'll link to it in the show notes. The inner council think tank process. Number one, first, write down one specific thing that you feel you need direction and or an answer for. This sets the stage for what your inner council will be meeting about. Two, for example, are you looking for a title for your new book? Which person should you hire for an important position from your pool of candidates? What's the best way to approach asking your boss for a raise? How can you get on the radio or TV show you know you're qualified for? And that would really give your product or service the visibility lift that you need. Write this one focal point question down. And then when you do, just consciously review it and make notes regarding any ideas that may pop up. Then say to yourself, and mean it, now I'll turn this question over to my inner counsel. Their collective wisdom and insight knows exactly what to do and how to do it. Number three, now you'll gain subconscious access. So first... Seclude yourself in a quiet, non-distracting environment, one where you're sure you will not be disturbed. Turn off your phone, loosen any tighter binding clothing you may be wearing, and then position yourself on your back, lying either on the bed, on the couch, or on the floor, stretched out, or in a reclining chair so that you feel totally comfortable and at ease. Next, let your eyelids gently close and take three 
long, deep breaths, inhaling easily through your nose, slowly exhaling through your mouth. Next, envision yourself slowly descending a a staircase of seven steps. And with each step, mentally, silently repeat the word D-O-W-N. Down, down to yourself. Allowing yourself to progressively let loose and more thoroughly relax with each successive step you descend. When you've easily, comfortably reached the bottom step and you're feeling a deep and soothing comfort of mind and body and inner calmness, then shift your awareness so you perform the scope of the next three steps. Four, now you'll engage your inner council think tank. And so, imaginatively seated around the table, clearly notice that there are four other members of your group seated at the table along with you. There's creativity, the new idea generator. There's wisdom, insight. There's motivation, the will to triumph. And marketing is there for promotion. You can imagine them as actual people or individual composites of condensed white light energy. Take some time to imaginatively acknowledge them and say a heartfelt hello to each of the four members at the table with you. Five, next, call the meeting to order. Looking at the group with a CEO's confident directness, tell them why you've convened them. Example, we're here today to discuss and give targeted insight to broaching the following issue. Then clearly tell them the question you've written down. Mentally go from person to person and ask them, for example, creativity. As you consider this, what do you have to say? Then just comfortably wait for them to respond. They may readily give you some startling revelation or they may say, hmm, let me think on it some more. I'll be getting back to you shortly. Whatever their response, tell them thank you and move on to engaging the next council member in the same outlined way. After you've engaged each of the four members individually and have acknowledged their response, inhale deeply and exhale through your mouth. Imaginatively sit back in your round table chair and look at them as a collective group and notice them speaking and interacting with each other about your consideration. Next, ask them if they've come up with anything else and let them answer you. Some more targeted revelation may be expressed, or they may say, we'll keep working on it. We'll be getting back to you very soon with more important information. Six, finish your meeting with a genuine thank you all. Then, with strong feeling, silently repeat the following affirmation. This group gives me valuable insight each time we convene. They all have my best interest in mind, and they all know what to do and exactly how to do it. I am now completely open to continue receiving their insight and direction. There are a few steps that the book goes into after that to conclude the process. And you guys might think that's super weird. And maybe it is. And that could be exactly why you need to do it. Because the way you've always done things might not be working really well. And so maybe this is a great opportunity to think outside the box, to act outside the box, to be open to new and different things. What's the worst that can happen? You feel weird and you don't do it again? Okay. 
when I read that, I did it. And I really focused on being open to new ways of thinking, to thinking outside the box and not limiting myself to what I know and am familiar with. And not only did I come up with some really cool, creative new ideas and absolutely plan to use that as a tool moving forward, but I felt so much more in control and inspired. It was absolutely worth the six or seven minutes it took to go through it. And I recommend it to you. I'm going to link to the book over in the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 602. It's worth it to do things that are different. And if you are somebody who feels that inner resistance, the like, oh God, that's weird. You're taking a little too far this time, Elizabeth. All the more reason you need to do it because that resistance is a sign of how attached you are to the way you've always done things. And I'm telling you right now, there's another level for you. And I hope you'll go to it. If you are curious about working more with me directly as your coach, learning more about my process, how I help people become better thinkers and problem solvers, the wait list is open now for our summer 12 weeks to transformation. We are going to be opening up registration before we know it just a few weeks from now. You can learn more about how the 12 Weeks to Transformation works, what it includes, who it's for, who it's not for, my coaching style, the financial investment, the payment options at primalpotential.com forward slash transform. And I'll also link to that over on the show notes page. Don't forget about our big giveaways. All you have to do is share your favorite podcast episode or your primary lesson learned from the primary, uh, from the primary, from the Primal Potential podcast and tag on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton or on Facebook, Primal Potential Podcast, and you've been entered to win. And in about a week and a half, we'll be drawing the three winners. If you have any questions, let us know. Make today amazing. And don't forget that every choice is a chance. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Hey Houston. Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. 
In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit cons today and find out what invincible feels like.